the voice of reason, the voice of alarm, the voice of stats, the voice of scouts, the voice of Kool-Aid, the voice of dismay, the voice of Davo. Well, there will certainly be another 15 or 20 games just like this one throughout the year. And they will all be about the same as far as your dish. Very simple for me to talk about. To wash this one off, shake it off, and look ahead to tomorrow. But we will talk about it here on Clubhouse Conversation as the Royals undergo their first clunker of the year, dismantled by Houston in a game that never even felt as close as the 8-2 final score. And it's Dave glad you're along here on Clubhouse Conversation, where, yes, we will talk about this one. I suppose I have to. Don't really want to. We'll keep it pretty short tonight. Not a lot to talk about. Only about four things I took from tonight. And we'll look at tomorrow and the next few here with Houston. But we begin with your player of the game tonight. And that's Mr. Kendrys Morales. Who I give the nod to because he broke the shutout with a no doubt two run homer off of Mr. Tony Sip there in the eighth inning. A bomb hit by Morales. Otherwise, offensively, not a lot going on for the Royals. They did have chances tonight. They left nine men on base. They were 0 for 5 with runners in scoring position. So there were chances for the Royals in this one. I mean, Eric Hosmer had a very nice night offensively. Three out of four with a run. That's not overlooked. Perhaps he should have been the player of the game. But I just, you know, the home run is more sexy. Breaking the shutout. So we give it to Morales. Hosmer, though, a nice night. How about Raymond Fuentes? That was a nice night for him. Two out of three with a walk. And we'll discuss his... Defense, both the good and the bad, coming up here in a bit. That's one of the main takeaways I took from tonight, actually. Alex Gordon and Alcides Escobar each had a couple of hits as well. But other than that, the Royals allowed Colin McHugh to go seven shutout innings, scattering eight hits, struck out four, walked one. Like I said, nine left on base, 0 for 5 with runners in scoring position. And we really haven't seen the Royals click yet offensively this year, have we? I mean, the closest was that Saturday night game when you saw the back-to-back home runs. From Moose and Kane, you saw Kendrys go yard as well. The Royals made the Twins pay when they played some shoddy defense in that one. But you felt like the Royals should have done more, obviously, tonight. I mean, they were facing a good pitcher in Colin McHugh, who's won 30 games the last two years, 19 of them last year. And a guy who came off of his first outing where he only got one out at Yankee Stadium, had an ERA of like 10,000 coming into this game. I think it was, what, 48.5 or I don't know. What was it? Six runs in one inning there at Yankee Stadium. Not one inning, one out, one third of an inning in Yankee Stadium. You knew he was going to come back. It was too good for that. Home opener for the Astros, a team that I call the second best in the American League next to the Royals. I really believe that. They're two and four coming in. Home opener, revenge game. McHugh's going to pitch better. Chris Young has been good against the Astros, but that's not a great ballpark for him to be in. It just seemed like one of those games that the Royals were going to lose, and they did. So I wasn't expecting a whole lot, period, in this game. And the Royals' offense. You know, didn't didn't really click. As I said, it really hasn't other than that one game, you feel like. The Royals did get a couple of scoring chances that could have potentially changed the game. The one that really told me the game was for sure over, though, was going back in the fourth inning. The Royals are down just 3 to nothing after Christian gives up three in the first inning. The moonshot by Colby Rasmus being the backbreaker in that inning, making it 3 nothing. But the Royals have runners at second and third, but two outs for Salvador Perez down 3 nothing in the fourth. Salvi pops out to Carlos Gomez in center. To me, knowing the Royals were already behind 3 nothing in that inning, and you had to figure the Astros weren't done scoring at that point with, what, seven chances potentially to, to hit after that. So you knew the Royals were essentially, when you're down 3 nothing on the road in the third inning, you, you know, and 
uh, you know, your best relievers likely aren't going to pitch in that one, barring a big offensive explosion. You figure you got to score five, six, seven runs at least to have a chance to even win the game, to be in the game. And when the Royals didn't score there in the fourth, you know, three nothing. I knew it was kind of over at that point. I thought it was before the game, but at that point, you know, by the time the seventh inning came around, the game was over. It was seven nothing. But the Royals, for good measure, had the bases loaded with one out and could not get a run in there. Now. Chris Young pitching-wise tonight, tough night. This is what you're going to get out of CY, I'd say, every five, six outings. You're going to have an outing just like this, where he struggles to go five innings, although that's probably a, a line we'll say about every other start, where he struggles to go five innings. Not, not a guy that's going to give you 200 innings. Probably not a guy that's even going to give you 160 innings in Chris Young, because he's probably not going to spend the entire season fully in the rotation, I wouldn't think. I hope he does. hope I'm wrong. But a guy you expect on a good night to give you six innings, six-plus innings, on a bad night, Kind of like tonight, four to five innings. He goes four and two-thirds, and he will get lit up every five, six games, as he did tonight, just because of the nature of the beast. Well, you don't have the velocity, and you're missing in the middle of the plate. Some nights, guys will get you. The Astros did tonight. Six runs on nine hits. Young struck out four, walked two, and his four and two-thirds. Easy for me to you know shrug this one off, whatever. Expected it, and this will happen from time to time. Jin Ming Wong came in and pitched pretty well. Two and a third innings, a run allowed on four hits. He did strike out three. Missed some bats, didn't walk anybody, so that was good. Danny Duffy allows one run in the eighth. The only other thing of note tonight for me was going back to that Wong inning. We did see the good of Raymond Fuentes defensively. And I, and we've been talking here on Clubhouse Conversation, if you've been listening, we know that Raymond Fuentes, from three different sources I've talked to within the organization, not to mention Clubhouse Conversation insider Jake Lutz, who watched him extensively in spring training, and from what I've read, so five, six, seven sources have all stated that Fuentes is below average with his arm, definitely in right field, well below average in right field, maybe close to league average if you put him in center. Probably not even there, though. But the arm, you know, we saw the good of it. I mean, there was a great throw that he threw in that to help save Chin Ming Wong at least a run, maybe more, when you saw Preston Tucker challenge Raymond Fuentes all the way from first in right field. Gets gunned out there, shallow right field there in that seventh inning, but still a nice play by Fuentes. We did see the below average form of his arm, though, going back earlier in the game. And excuse me, I just totally botched that up. Sorry. The seventh inning. Sorry, sorry, sorry. The seventh inning. The sixth inning. God. (laughs) All right. The sixth inning. There we go. This is live radio, so we're just going to keep going here. No edits on Clubhouse Conversation. The good was in the sixth inning, not the seventh inning. Who cares? It's all the damn same. Sixth inning. We saw the good glimpse. He threw out George Springer at third, not Preston Tucker. Preston Tucker was earlier. More on that in a second. Springer tries to go to third on a single by Carlos Correa, and Fuentes did get him out. The bad was the Preston Tucker, scoring all the way from first on the Luis Valbuena double in the fourth inning. When a decent throw to the cutoff man, Alcides Escobar, gets Tucker at the plate. The ball was offline and high. Escobar didn't make a great throw either, but wasn't given really much of a chance from the throw by Fuentes. And that was, you know, hitting a cutoff guy from right field, which you have to be able to do, especially if, you, if you've got a below average arm, you've got to hit the cutoff guy in a quick and efficient manner, we'll say. And that wasn't one of them. So, you know, and, and I don't know about his routes. I haven't seen him enough. I haven't heard much about his routes. So I don't know. Defensively, he must be pretty good because I earlier in the year, I tweeted that perhaps Ned Yost in the Mets opening night win would go to Orlando for defense in the eighth or ninth. Because we knew Orlando's got a better arm than Fuentes. But evidently, Fuentes must be as good, if not better, route-wise as Orlando. Because Ned is definitely a proponent of upping defense in the late innings if it's a clear upgrade. So we know that answer. So I'm assuming he's pretty good route-wise. I haven't seen enough of him. 
The arm, though, we shall see, but not great return so far, although the one, like I said, was pretty good there later in the game. All right, so otherwise, let's move on with this game, and man, that's about the biggest bots job I've ever done in the two-and-a-half-year history of Clubhouse Conversation. I pride myself on being a professional broadcaster. I've got, what am I, 19 years as a full-time radio host now in my mid-30s here. Started right in high school, so man, I don't botch things that bad usually. That was bad. Wrong inning, wrong players. Yikes. Yikes. Let's scratch this one off, man. Shake it off. Now, the next three in this series, we said coming in last night that we expected the loss tonight. We expected tomorrow to be a 50-50 coin toss and the Royals 60-40 to or 65-35 in the last couple. And I'll stick with that. I believe the Royals will get two, possibly three in this series. To get three, obviously, have to win the next three. And I've got Chris Medlin making his season debut tomorrow against Mike Fires, who... Went against the Yankees, giving up five runs on nine hits in five innings his first start of the year. A guy the Royals saw just one inning in the ALDS last year. Chris Madlin, Mike Fires, kind of don't know what you'll get out of either of them. Both of them have had great pass. Fires a couple years ago was really good. Medlin, we know, was really good pre-surgery. And Medlin looked pretty good at times last year for the Royals. Had a rough spring, but again, what do you really put into that? Not much for a veteran. You don't know what he was working on, and you got the Arizona factor. So I really have no idea what to expect from Chris Medlin. And I don't really know what to expect from Mike Fires, but I do know the Royals are pretty due for a nice, complete offensive game. And I feel like even more so after tonight and yesterday's struggles, even though the Royals won the game yesterday, it was not really a very good offensive day yesterday. So you feel like tomorrow the Royals are probably going to win. I'm, I'm kind of... You know, going from a 50-50 before the series more to like a 55-45, depending on if Medlin can bring it. If Medlin's decent tomorrow, you know you've got all the guns fully fresh in that Royals bullpen. So you should be in pretty good shape if you can get five-plus innings, three or less, out of Medlin. You'll like your chances in holding Houston to three or four runs tomorrow and hopefully being able to scratch enough runs against Mike Fires as the Royals are due to score some runs. Now, the third game of the series, I like the Royals a lot. You're Donald Ventura, Scott Feldman. I've never been a Feldman fan. He continues to get jobs and prove me wrong a bit, kind of as an innings type of guy, a gutsy guy. Ventura 5-plus against the Twins, his first outing of the year, giving up two runs thanks to some great defense and the wind blowing in. It wasn't great that day. Did strike out six but walk six. That obviously will not get it done in a band box like Houston. He pitches like he did the other night, giving him six walks or even three walks. He'll be in trouble. I expect a bounce back. Very good start from Ventura. I expect the Royals to light Feldman up like I always do, and they sometimes don't. But Feldman comes off four innings, four runs, and five hits at Milwaukee. Last game of the series, love the Royals. Ian Kennedy, Doug Fister. Fister at Milwaukee went five innings, three runs. And, of course, Kennedy, you know about that. Six and two-thirds. Shutout innings with seven Ks and a walk scattering five hits in that initial start of the season on Saturday night against the Twins. So, you know, shake off tonight, no big deal. We'll see 15, 20, 25 more games like this. The old, you know, adage says you win 60, lose 60, and the other 40 games determine your season. Well, the Royals got one of those 40 wins that determine your season, 40 games, I should say, that, you know, determine your season yesterday in snatching one from the fire against the Twins, and they lost one of those you're going to lose, the 60 you're going to lose, 15 or 20 just like this tonight. So you still have that goal of four and three on the trip. Three and four is the very baseline of bare minimum. And the Royals are in good shape to get that in this series. They need to get at least two of these, though. You don't want to see the Royals lose three. You really don't want to see that. So hopefully come out tomorrow night, get the win. But I do love the Royals. Worst case, the next couple of games after that as well. And we'll look at Oakland here coming up in the days to come for this weekend. So that's it for tonight. You know, mediocre dish because there wasn't much to talk about. 
My skills tonight were a D plus. So, you know, just like the teams, how I, how I performed tonight, guys. I apologize. At Russ Clubhouse on Twitter. It's Clubhouse Conversation on Facebook. And, of course, here, subscribe on iTunes. Have them downloaded right into your iTunes on clubhouseconversation.com. Look for an interview tomorrow, by the way, with Royals double-A pitcher, a guy who had a very nice season last year. Kevin McCarthy, a guy that I think has some definite upside. Sitting mid-90s, not sitting, but topping out mid-90s now, sitting 92, 93, but the fastball has seen better results since his 2014 was largely wiped away by elbow issues. Pitched great last year. He had a nice start to the year against Frisco in the 2016. So Kevin McCarthy, a guy that could be one of those sleeper bullpen arms, will join us tomorrow afternoon. Look for that early afternoon here on Clubhouse Conversation. And, of course, former interview player coming up this weekend as well. And we'll be here again tomorrow evening on your dish, as we will throughout the season on most evenings. Talk to you tomorrow. Have a good night. Go Royals.